0: Welcome to the Women Who podcast, the podcast for female business owners and leaders looking for inspiration, insights and advice. Celebrating the highs and supporting you through the lows of life as an entrepreneur. Hosted by Women Who Worcestershire co-founders, Carrie Pawley and Lisa Lloyd. Women Who Worcestershire, supporting women in business and in life. Today's episode of the Women Who podcast is sponsored by Hallmark Whatley Hume. Worcester's oldest law firm boasts a team of 35 legal experts who are ready to assist you with all your legal matters. You'll receive a personal service throughout from your allocated one point of contact who will understand and anticipate your needs and offer you the very best advice both now and in the future. Welcome to the next episode of the Women Who podcast. Today, I am joined by Natasha McCann. Hi, Tash. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you, Carrie. Are you? I'm really good. Thank you for joining me today. I'm
1: really looking forward to chatting
0: to you. Won't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay. So I'm Natasha. Um, I'm 42. I live in Bromsgrove with my partner, Alan and my two children. Um, teenage daughter and nine-year-old son. Um, what do you want to know, Carrie? What do you want to know? Oh, tell us all
0: your secrets. Oh. <laughs> how would how would your best friend describe you?
1: Oh my God. Um loyal and um reliable and can be can be called upon in a time of need.
0: Sounds perfect.
1: So what's That's what what's, I hope she'd say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best friends
0: always have something else to chuck into yeah, the they mix. It's like, oi, don't say yeah. that. But <laughs> well, we secretly know it's true. <laughs> so what's what's your business? Tell us a bit about that.
1: So my business is called Admin Experts Online. And it's, um, it's had a bit of a change about uh, okay. more recently. So initially it was um, virtual assistant services where I would be doing people's admin for them. Um, And now it's changed around a little bit. So I, I now call myself an outsourcing mentor. And that means that I guide people through the outsourcing process right from the beginning, right to the end. So when I say from the beginning to the end, we work together over a six week period And we, when we want to say the beginning, we literally go back to the beginning and we look at why they started their business in the first place. We revisit those business goals that they may have set themselves right at the beginning um, and look at their life dreams. And then at the end of that process, at the end of those six weeks, anything that they are outsourcing is in alignment with those business goals and life dreams so that whatever they are um outsourcing it's to it's with that goal in mind so that they are moving themselves forwards because I think we find in business we can get so bogged down with life kids stuff that comes up or maybe just loads and loads of client work so when they set off their business originally with these goals in mind, they've just got stuck and they're not moving towards those goals. So we rekindle yeah. those again and bring them in alignment. And then anything that's being outsourced is to move them towards those goals. It gets the momentum going again.
0: I love the sound of that. It's getting them off that like hamster wheel of yeah. just going and going and going, but not actually moving forwards. Exactly. At all. So, when you are talking to people about kind of their their goals and their big sort of why, you almost yeah, you you are coaching, aren't you? You are getting that kind of business coach mentality to it. Of you know, you are not doing this just to keep running; you are doing this for a purpose and helping people remember that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's you just you get caught in this loop and you forget it. You forget why you started in the first place. So it's nice to bring that back into it, and um, another another big thing that came out of the first program that I run, one of my clients, she was more than capable actually of knowing how to outsource, where to start, what to do, but she just needed the accountability. So it also gives people yeah. a lot of accountability. So in her situation, so my program's called Get Your Business VA Ready. She was actually taking on staff. She was employing okay. into her business, um, and she wanted to do it because she said, "Yeah, I know, I know that I can do all this," because she'd actually been a client of mine and outsourced stuff to me already. So I was like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" But she said, "I need the accountability. I've got staff starting in the next six, well, you know, six to eight weeks before she joined, um, and around the time that they're starting, I'm going on holiday." And I need to stay focused to make sure that I've got everything I need to in place for when they start. And I know that if I do your program, you're going to hold me accountable. So yeah. Accountability. So what's, what's
0: What's your big why? What's your goal, life dream with this?
1: Um. Ah, do you know, I think it would just be, it's, ah, we were just having this conversation, you know, over dinner with the kids that were talking about money and saying that, yeah money does make you happy Mom. what are you talking about and i was saying, but it's not the be all and end all and yes it really makes life easier sometimes but it is so I'm always having to try and teach the kids about money in lots of different ways um but yeah for me working hard working for myself um it is about creating a nice living for me and my family so that we don't have to worry about things yeah not that it's the be all and end all though
0: yeah it's not about becoming a multi-millionaire is it yeah you, know, you see these super rich celebrities and they're struggling with their mental health in exactly the same way as you know ordinary earning people
1: are oh, it's yeah it's not the
0: answer not, and and for it?
1: me, I mean, the reason why I wanted to become self-employed in the first place, you know, a big, a big reason for me was flexibility yeah. and being able to be there for the kids and being able to go, go to the assembly. And, you know, when Lily would say to me when she was Ill, oh, the, the mums and dads can come in today and, and look at all the work and are you come in. I'm like, no, because I've got to go to work and You know, you just you have that mum guilt, don't you? I mean, I I had mum guilt when I used to drop her off at nursery and then the mum guilt continued when she was at school because I couldn't do the assemblies or I might not have been able to go to sports day. Um, You know, you just you just feel guilty all the time. And I just I just had enough of that. and, um, And and just the flexibility for me was a massive thing. But when family, did you,
0: when did you make that leap from working for somebody to working for yourself?
1: So I have been working for myself since 2013. So that's about nine you, years.
0: Yeah. You're coming up to your
1: 10th anniversary. And yeah. So, and the decision in a way was kind of made for me because I was made redundant. Oh, Okay. So I was on maternity leave with my second child. And, and redundancy whilst on maternity leave. Oh, God. On maternity leave. That's stressful. Yeah, but I sort of knew we'd had a big management buyout. So I knew it was coming and I'd been thinking, what do you want to do? And I, I did think about I was a HR manager at the time and I thought about going back into that world. But I thought, you know, I'm probably going to have to travel which yeah. means that this second child is going to have to go into full-time nursery again and then the mum guilt kicks in again, um, you know, and then as, as it was with Lily, I would literally be shoving her in at breakfast club and legging it to after-school club to pick her up and, you know. Yeah, been there. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I just thought, do I want this again for my second child? You know, do I want to be here again? So, with redundancy looming I thought you know now actually is a really good opportunity um to do something for myself to you know yeah and and just and and then I would have that flexibility um and that's where it all started really and I I did think I did go for a long time thinking what can I do what can I do and I thought you know I could have been a, a HR consultant but I thought I've got a baby in arms at home. You know, if I've got a client on the end of the phone with a really tricky employment law issue and I've got a baby in arms, I didn't feel like, I I felt like I wouldn't be able to commit enough to the client and I didn't think that was fair. So that's why I went down the VA route because, um, you know, I'm good at admin. I've always, I'd always done admin before I got into the role of HR. So I thought I could do that. And then that's something that I can fit around the kids you know, when the babies are having a little one's having an app, then I can do some admin or evening, I could do some admin. It doesn't have to be straight away, someone like on the phone yeah. and they need an answer now. Um, so that's why I went down that route originally.
0: So, how how long were you doing the, the virtual assistant work for clients before you switched up to the outsourcing mentoring, or are you, are you still doing a mix of the mix yeah? Of the two? So, the
1: outsourcing mentoring only came about last year so about a year I've been doing that um but I do still have some clients who send me some work so I'm not gonna say sorry I'm not doing that for you I do still honor not when
0: they're gonna pay you yeah
1: exactly (laughs) I do still honor any work that comes in um and you know and I wouldn't turn down any new work because it's still it's still within my skill set and I can still do it so so how
0: does the how does the outsourcing program work what's can you tell us a little bit about what that involves?
1: Yep. So it's um six weeks. So in the first week, as I said, we look at goals, we yep. rekindle those goals.
0: Your big why.
1: Your big why, we look at the um, we look at getting a vision and a mission statement in place because oh, there's loads of people that haven't got in the corporate world, and this is the thing, it's such a there's such a massive difference between the corporate world and the self-employed world, and I think. You know, in the corporate world, you have mission statements. So I'm like, come on, we can have one of these as well. So we look at um, mission and vision statements. and We get those put together. Um, in week two, oh my God, you're making me think now what I do. What, what um, What's
0: your vision statement or your mission statement?
1: I actually haven't got one, Carrie. Oh, Natasha. I know, I know. I need to do it. I need to do it. Um, but we look at... Um, what's my second week I can't really look at delegation we look at prioritizing tasks we look at um how to work with a VA how to choose a VA um, delegation
0: bits really I guess that's, that's the whole thing with outsourcing in it. it it's it's really really tricky when it's something that you are so passionate about you know for most people their business is there of the child isn't it it's their baby and the idea of handing even a small part of that over to somebody else is is quite a daunting prospect so how how do you help people shift that mindset
1: so my magic is see I think it's magic but it's actually really really simple but it's all about procedures and once you've once you've got your procedures in place you you it's if somebody said, Oh, I need you to do this for me, it's very loose and um open-ended, and yeah. people aren't really sure about what you want them to do. So we work with procedures. we have a whole week on procedures, um, and I teach them how to write up a procedure because some people have never done that before. Like, you know, in the corporate world, we used to do it all the time, and it's like water off a duck's back, but for other people. They've set up bit, they're like, what do you mean? A procedure, what what do you mean? So it's all the processes and systems that they use to do one specific task. And we focus on having really clear procedures and they can be written. They can be um, a video if you want to, just showing someone step-by-step what process they take. And then using that to hand over that piece of work, because if they don't, like I said, it's woolly and, and there's, it's too open and people can interpret things. And that's then when I think business owners who are fiercely independent and they've got this way of doing things and they don't want anybody else to touch their business baby, that's where it gets a, like, oh, they've done it in that color and I didn't want it to be in that color or they've changed my font why would they do that or because you, you know? didn't give them brand guidelines that's exactly why. <laughs> so if you've got your brand guideline well what at the end of it what they get is what we call a gold book oh yeah is it like, a, actual book sparkles
0: if they want it to be sparkly mine would mine would have glitter I, yeah it just it would
1: so they have their goal book and it's got in there their mission, their vision, like you say, their branding. They have their procedures in there. So but at the end of the six weeks, they've got this goal book of stuff ready to hand over. And then they're all on the same page. There's nothing's going to be done wrong because there's a step by step guide on how to do a specific job. And I think that then make, fills them with confidence, the um, the business owner, because they're thinking they've still got that little bit of control there because yeah, the, the, yeah. that person is following it step-by-step step, as opposed to just, can you do this? Okay, I'll leave it with you. And then they're thinking, oh, does she get me? Does she know what I mean? Does she understand my business values? Does she get my, my clients? Does she, you know, it, or he? And But when they've got this written procedure and this gold book that tells them all about them, they're like, they can hand it over with confidence. Yes, there's also,
0: a, a you, you mentioned part of it is around helping people, choose the right person to work with I guess that's a big part of it you you want to pick somebody who's got similar values to you you know I I can't imagine a a sort of extreme example of like a vegan business (laughs) wanting to work with um you know somebody whose background is animal agriculture yeah it it it, is not compatible yeah um so that's that's got to be a, a big part of
1: it, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I've been in the VA world for a long time, and you know, I've got to know lots of different VAs. They're in my sort of online world and in my space, and we're in some of the same groups. So, um, when that person is ready to start handing stuff over, if they say, you "Not know, who, who do you know in who who specialises in this arena?" then I can I can I can help you with that. I can look at that for you.
0: That's a big boost I guess is is kind of knowing who are the people that you can help and who are the people that your contacts are best suited for and that that builds a lot of trust as well doesn't it yeah yes which must help when it comes to to outsourcing um so what what do you think the biggest success you've had since you've started working for yourself has been
1: well, I was having a think about this, Carrie, and I just thought, you know what, I think it's probably got to be that I'm still in business nine years later. I was thinking
0: it would be something <laughs> along those lines, yeah. the fact that, you know, you're coming up to your 10th anniversary, you've, quite frankly, pivoted during a global pandemic yeah. and your business has only grown as a result of that, which is yeah. amazing. You know, it's been a really, really hard couple of years for a lot of business owners and you've managed to kind of keep going and be doing you know running a successful business pretty incredible really what, yeah. what what's your secret to that success do you think
1: I think um it comes back to what would your best friend say about you and it comes back to that loyalty and that um dependability and I think I'm, I'm also loyal and very dependent on myself and I'm very determined and I don't give up.
0: That's definitely a common trait amongst the the women that I've been talking to. Yeah. There's a lot of passion and determination and commitment and, you know, yeah, there's challenges. Nobody is an overnight success no matter what it might look like on the outside, but they keep going. And when things yeah. go wrong, they pick it up I may, you know, they might have a glass of wine and a cry, but then they get back on with <laughs> yeah. it the next day. So, What what kind of challenges have you faced since, since going it alone?
1: Well, I did touch earlier on, I think I mentioned about how the corporate world is so different to yeah. being self-employed. Yeah. They're just worlds apart. So that in itself was a big change and a big challenge. But I think the biggest one for me probably had to be finding clients when you're then out of the corporate setting all on your own and then, and you need to find clients.
0: Where did you start?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I actually, because I was entering a whole new realm, if you like being like I'd got the skills, but I'd never done it before. There's actually, um, someone called the society a lady that runs the society of virtual assistants and I approached her and said like I've got all these skills but I've never done this before um so and you know I need to start getting some clients but have you got any work that I can do for you initially I'm happy to do it for free just so that I can start getting used to that way of working
0: it's references as well Yeah, you do a good job for her she might recommend you to
1: Exactly. Others. Um, which you did. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So that's where I, I started. Um, yeah. And then just, and just kept, um, I think I've been on LinkedIn for a long time as well. Um, but yeah, you name it, I've tried it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, mostly, what, what's the
0: worst thing you've tried?
1: In te- well, I mean, in terms of, in terms of sort of trying to get yeah. client advertising paid advertising in like newspapers or magazines and that sort of stuff
0: that's an expensive it's really expensive
1: it. really expensive and I, I mean I started off um joining the chamber of commerce
0: also expensive it yeah, can be
1: really valuable can be really valuable industries. and I think the, the main reason actually why I joined was because I thought I need to start getting involved in some sort of networking. And I knew that they did um, different events and things. So I I joined them mainly with a view to taking part in their networking. Um, And I having been told by the lady on the phone that, yes, we have lots of networking that would be suitable for you. um, You know, I did say to her, I've got a child and I've got a baby and, you know yeah oh did they invite they, you to
0: breakfast clubs they wanted me like to that.
1: go to breakfast clubs and then there was like there's a curry club over in Molfan and I'm like do you not remember me telling you that I've got two children you know so it was yeah so that was um what I sort of did to start with and then they'd got a directory and th- and then they had somebody on the phone to me saying oh you you know for x hundreds pounds you can have these three adverts now direct and I was like oh okay okay biggest waste of money I've ever ever gone through i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend that to anybody it didn't work for me anyway it might work for the people i think that's that's
0: it isn't it i think yeah there's yeah see women who worcestershire is a networking group um we also have a directory but it's it's
1: oh no this wasn't cheaper than um this was literally the... when i say a directory this was like this was like a big chunky book like the yellow pages oh yeah, it was. It wasn't anything lovely like yours. Oh, does the
0: yellow pages still exist? Is that still a thing?
1: I think it's an online thing. I don't. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, there's there's so
0: many different networking groups out there that there are different things for different people. So, what other things that you know now that you wish you'd known? Kind of when you first started out, other than the don't spend lots of money on printed adverts.
1: So um, looking back, um, I think that I should have been clearer. No, not clearer. I should have narrowed down the services that I was offering um, and focused on just one or two things that I could do really, really well and sold them to one specific type of person to help better marketing really rather than trying to sell everything to everybody um so yeah just looking at really specific solutions for a specific type of person
0: that niche thing loads of business coaches talk about niching don't they yeah niching
1: down and on your on your services and having the your ICA your ideal client avatar which is yeah I kind of I get that but I also
0: get why it's quite a daunting prospect especially in the early days because there's that whole sort of well if I'm really specific I could be ruling out people who yeah. want to work
1: with me yeah and I don't want to turn down business but yeah in the long run it's the right thing and it's funny because I remember having a conversation with someone right at the very very early stages when I was saying oh I'm thinking about doing this and and I was talking to these couple of people and they were like, what do you think about that? And this lady that I, was, I knew then said, you're offering too much. out." And I just thought, really? What do you know? But I can do all of these things, surely. Like it's better that someone can look at me and go, oh, she can do that. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah, she could be really useful. But actually, you know, now looking back, I just think I should have really niched, niched down and just offered a couple of things and been really specific about who I was offering them to
0: yeah it does it does make a difference are there are there other things that you've learned you know, your top tips for somebody first starting out in business
1: um my other thing was um find your tribe as soon as you can um i as I said earlier looked at different uh, I looked at the Chamber of Commerce for networking and it really wasn't working for me and there wasn't really a lot going on then. I didn't find, um, I mean, I'd been to some of these other types of breakfast meetings and they were charging the absolute earth. And I just thought, I, I just can't do that. And I, and I couldn't commit to how often they wanted me to be there because I'd just got a newborn baby. I just couldn't do it. Um, so that was really hard. So find your tribe as early as you can. And it took me a while to find mine. Um, like, as i said i started in 2013 and i didn't find you guys till 2019 that's a long time we
0: we didn't exist in the, no. your early days no. you know, we're women who still a relatively new organisation exactly so, um, you weren't you weren't yeah. there well, but you were worth the wait
1: <laughs> and we have not paid to, to say that either <laughs> <laughs> You are definitely worth the wait, and it really makes a difference when you find your tribe. And as well as being part of the women who Worcestershire, I'm also part of um, an online um, business group, and I've made some really amazing business friends in both groups. And it's really nice to be able to talk to someone, and they just get they just yeah. get where you're coming from, and you can use them as a sounding board, and all, you know if like. I was to mention something to my partner. I say, what do you think? And I still do, even though I don't always agree with him, because it's nice to get different perspectives. Um, but he's still very much in that corporate world. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. I need someone in my world. So a lot, he's got some valid points, but then I, I need to I need to sort of reconfigure them to be more yeah. relevant to my world. Yeah. Um, and but when you've when you've found your tribe, they just get you straight away. And and you can just have a conversation on a level so yeah find your tribe straight away
0: it does make a big difference having that kind of support system around you doesn't it you know for sure whether it's a business thing or a a hobby or a challenge you're facing whatever it is having that kind of peer group of people who understand just makes life so much easier Yeah. So final couple of questions then that we always ask everybody who comes on the podcast. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Was it a virtual assistant and outsourcing mentor or was it something different?
1: Yeah, I wanted to be a bit of everything, to be fair. And I think I wanted to do different things at different stages of my life. So I think the first thing I wanted to be, and I think I was about four, was a nurse because one of my grandparents bought me a little nurse's outfit. Um, I remember wanting to be a hairdresser. Um, I remember wanting to be just famous. Like for just anything. famous. Just yeah. famous. So that's yeah. quite like
0: a lot of, of, of young people today yeah. with, uh, yes. want, to, want to be a YouTuber. Well, career. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Actually, I should probably bear that in mind when my when my son keeps telling me he wants to be a YouTuber. I need to remind myself. Actually, you wanted to be famous one day. Yeah. So it's they kind different. of the same, just different eras. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did go through a stage in my would it be really early teens or tweens? Do they call them tweens before you're a teen?
0: Yeah, and you're like 10, 11.
1: Is that Yeah, a tween? I don't I I think don't know. so. know I I wanted to be an actress and I remember begging my dad to let me leave school and let me go to drama school because I really really wanted to be an actress like in EastEnders or something I'm guessing your parents said no really sure that's
0: an option right now
1: yeah exactly I was definitely told they put you at like
0: put you in a school choir or something instead to like
1: well that's where it started because i oh. got involved in doing drama club at a middle school and just absolutely loved it and that's where it started from and that's why i really really wanted to do it but no i was told no you cannot you have to go to school scarred scarred yeah, for life exactly the
0: last question then who are your women who they the women who inspire you the ones who make you laugh the ones you go on a night out with have at your ultimate dinner party those women
1: well I have been really fortunate growing up that I've been surrounded by some really strong but also really lovely women and I think that I just rather than having anyone like really in like famously impressive in mind i just take snippets of all these amazing women that have been in my life so like my mom my sister my aunties my nans my great nans there's like such an amazing abundance of strong characters that i've grown up with that it just has to be them it has to be
0: i love that that's yeah there's nothing more inspiring than seeing the women around you and before you yeah
1: doing amazing things and And you know celebrating that and if there's and this is all these are probably all on a personal level really but you know if there's anything you're going through in your life they've probably already been there and done that with with like business aside and they can be there for you and they can guide you and they've got you know strong opinions and yeah they're just there still
0: love you even when you make mistakes exactly well.
1: exactly um, and and even I mean you know so there's family there's friends you know you said who do you like to go out with I, like, I, I have a close group of friends and I just love going out and being with friends and just getting drunk and being really silly <laughs> what well,
0: well, what's your what's your drink
1: oh well um last week it was white wine (laughs) (laughs) it could be different this week okay any of the drinks (laughs) yeah I'm not really fussy. I'm not really fussy. um but yeah no and like yeah I do I have some really lovely friends and I appreciate different things in in each and every one of them they're all amazing in their own way and they can all support you in different ways and they're just there's there's something fabulous and inspiring in everyone you meet and even now I meet different people and just think oh my god that person's amazing you know just everyday people you talk to, when you start talking to them and you're like I never knew that I didn't know that about you that's amazing so there's just something always in everybody
0: you're such a people person, aren't you? <laughs> if you? You just love everybody and get on really well with everybody. Yeah, just... Sounds like a great dinner party. Like
1: well, I think if there. I, going back to like famous people, I, I, I've always, for some reason, Karen Brady's always stuck out in my head. She's pretty impressive. I don't necessarily not always agree with,
0: with no. everything she says and does, but. Yeah. she's done in she's incredibly successful and yeah. has been for a really long time
1: yeah and i just remember you know I mean, she was made like director and stuff when she was only 20 and it wasn't i don't think much long after that when she became the managing director of a men's football club you know it's unheard it's like,
0: of isn't it yeah, yeah.
1: so I, she's always stuck out in my mind
0: yeah she'd be she'd be pretty interesting to and chat to learn yeah. from didn't she
1: yeah just and don't then, go on yeah. the
0: apprentice to get like it no well, I'm not really those into the apprentice no
1: <laughs> no but she's yeah she's definitely uh, always captured my thoughts like oh like that's amazing I like, wonder what 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 did she you know what did she do how yeah. did she start what's what going through her head and all of that um and also our queenie isn't she's, she amazing? She's, she's been around a bit hasn't she <laughs> 70 yeah she's been around a little bit and she's also really amazing and you know she again similar to Karen I think is uh Karen Brady when you think that they took on these roles so young so so young and they just got on with it yeah so it'd be interesting I think to have uh, the queen around the table but I don't think she'd be sharing much with us to be fair. She'd keep that very much in her handbag.
0: <laughs> loved the marmalade sandwich in her handbag with Paddington oh, on yeah. the Jubilee. Yeah, I loved that too. So that was yeah, brilliant. Really good. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, thank Natasha. You for um, we will put all of the links to website, social media profiles and that kind of stuff in the notes for this episode. If you want to check out Natasha and her magical outsourcing mentoring program um, and get your very own gold book. Woo! And we will see you next time on the Women Who podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Find us online at womenwhoworstershire.co.uk. Remember to like and subscribe and don't forget to sign up to our mailing list. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.